one of the top enforcers of this politically correct driven fear is CARE, the Council on American-Islamic Relations. For years, CARE had bullied, berated, intimidated, and smeared anyone who dared criticize radical Islam. For years, CARE has been the go-to organization for the media and our government. This in spite of its documented ties to Hamas and its long list of leaders and officials who have either been investigated, arrested, or convicted on terrorism-related charges. Hassan's terror attack care trotted out Executive Director Nihad Awad, who insisted that no religious faith could justify this attack. He insisted there was nothing in Islam that could justify this attack. He insisted this had nothing to do with Islam. Awad must have have missed the hundreds of passages in the Quran and Hadith that not only allow but exhort violence against the unbelievers. Passages such as Surah 9-5, fight and kill the disbelievers wherever you find them. Or Surah 8-12, smite them on their necks and every joint and incapacitate them, strike off their heads. Or Surah 9 123, Fight the unbelievers around you and let them find harshness in you. President Obama apparently missed those verses as well when he parroted CARE's talking points at the memorial service at Fort Hood on November 10th. Obama claimed no faith justifies these murderous and craven acts. The problem is hundreds of millions of Islamists around the world who follow their holy books and centuries of Islamic jurisprudence defiantly disagree. They proclaim for all the world to see that such acts of violence against the infidel are indeed justified and exhorted by Allah. On behalf of the American people, including Muslim communities in all 50 states, I want to extend best wishes to Muslims in America and around the world. Ramadan Karim. Ramadan is the month in which Muslims believe the Quran was revealed to the Prophet Muhammad, beginning with a simple word, Ikra. It is therefore a time when Muslims reflect upon the wisdom and guidance that comes with faith, and the responsibility that human beings have to one another and to God. We're all, we're all scratching our heads over the events of the days. We're looking at things and they just don't make sense. They don't make sense to us. There's, there's, there's leaders all around the world that say it doesn't make sense. So what's happening? Well, let's look at some of the things that don't make sense. Let's see if we can tie them together tonight. High oil prices. We have high oil prices, but we're not drilling. In fact, I'll give you an update on this. It's much worse than not drilling. And yet, this weekend, we help Brazil drill. We're giving them permits to do things that we won't do in our own waters, and then we say we want to buy it. doesn't make sense. The president supports the youth revolution in Egypt. Oh, he's a big cheerleader for that. Democratic revolution, but not for the democratic revolution in Iran and their youth in Iran, too. And then he uses the military in Libya. That doesn't make sense. This administration has praise for the Muslim Brotherhood as peaceful, but cries that the Tea Party is violent. And then when you go to Madison, the unions are actually being violent, and he says they're peaceful. It doesn't make sense. No war for oil. No war. No war without Congress. And then we have war, war without Congress, 
war with oil for oil and war with a third Muslim country. That that really doesn't make sense. France is leading the attack. That never made sense. And we disrespect England and Israel, traditional allies, while we're friendly with our traditional foes. I don't know if you've had this feeling inside that something's not right, but you can't put it all together. But you feel like our allies have changed. Do you really feel like we are being a friend to Israel? Is America on the wrong side? Now, the president goes out of his way to support the uprisings. Rise up! Rise up! Now, this is odd because that is the, the Egypt is the only thing that is protecting Israel. They have this huge army. And that's, that's the, 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 the keystone, if you will, of protecting Israel and keeping some sort of peace. And Mubarak has been a traditional ally. He's a bad guy, but Obama doesn't even flinch. He doesn't flinch in supporting here. But he also doesn't flinch to when he hears the cries of the people in Iran. He doesn't flinch. He doesn't look. I don't know if he's playing golf. I don't know where he is. He says, rise up. Overthrow. But here in Iran, he remains quiet. This is pro-Israel under Mubarak. This is anti-Israel under Iran. But Mubarak has to go. He urges revolution. The State Department even works closely with activists to help destabilize the region and trigger Egypt's revolution. So we have the Muslim Brotherhood that they tell us are not radicals, but they are, and are not going to play a role, will. But the revolutions spread. They spread throughout the region. They spread over to Bahrain. They spread down to uh, Syria and, and Oman and Saudi Arabia. But we're only protecting here, remember. Something's wrong. Because as this is happening, the president cannot take, again, like he did with Iran, he cannot take five minutes to make a statement on Libya and say, rise up. He is too busy. Believe it or not, this is true. He took time and rearranged his schedule so he could coach his daughter's basketball team. Well, when I first heard that, I thought, okay, well, he's a dad. That's okay. But then I find out his daughter isn't even playing or, or um, practicing that day. She's skiing. Not a word about Gaddafi. He lets it stew. As he sits back, the world finally starts to come to a consensus. Obama says he's going to wait for the UN. He wants the UN to take the lead. And Europe openly questions if Obama even cares about this at all. So are we seeing the worldview of the United Nations? Well, you could say that. Remember, the president was cheering for Egypt and Madison, but silent on Gaddafi. Now we know Jeremiah Wright praises Gaddafi. We know that Farrakhan is a fan, and Farrakhan and Jeremiah Wright visited Gaddafi. But that doesn't, what does that tell you? I couldn't understand. I couldn't understand why he wasn't 
just securing the airspace. And so we told you when we found this, that Muammar Gaddafi, as recent as 2009, had an American PR firm work to rehabilitate his image around the globe. This is really interesting. I'm going to turn this one around. He worked to rehabilitate the, um, the image of Gaddafi. And some people were involved that were interesting. It's Monitor. It's out of Harvard. They wanted to rehabilitate him. Who was involved? Well, there was Cass Sunstein and George Soros. Now, Soros is the biggest donor to the Fabian Socialist London School of Economics, the school that Gaddafi's son attended. And Soros helped Gaddafi's son get in, remember, rehabilitating the image. Soros encourages the London School of Economics to accept a $1.5 million donation from Gaddafi's son. And when Gaddafi's son gets caught plagiarizing on his thesis, and Soros had vouched for him, well, Soros was humiliated. And he offered this statement that, quote, he had advised the school that it was acceptable to receive the contribution from Gaddafi's son, Saif, on the grounds that he appeared at the time to be a believer in an open society. And he claimed to be moving Libya in that direction. Remember, an open society. What is it? According to Karl Popper, who, by the way, is Soros's mentor, an association of free individuals respecting each other's rights within the framework of mutual protection supplied by the state, thus achieving through the uh, uh, making uh, of responsible, rational decisions, a growing measure of humane and enlightened life. So we have to go to some guy, Popper, that you've never heard of, I've never heard of, but he loves, instead of going back to our founders, it's a new world order. But there's more to this. More to this that we tied together today. That just starting to make things look a little dangerous for America and Israel. Stay involved. Don't stay home. One of the contributing factors to the current president and the current administration is that too many people stayed home because they didn't see the perfect candidate. Well, let me tell you a little secret. You aren't going to find a perfect candidate that you agree on every single issue that's important to you. I used to tell my listeners, if you can find a candidate where you are in agreement, seven out of ten, that's a home run. The only people who don't want to disclose the truth are people with something to hide.